All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Belated Box Office, presented by Force to Be Social. And with me, as always, is Pat. Uh, tonight, we're going to be discussing the movie The Brothers Grimsby. Pat, you want to fill everyone in on uh, what that movie's all about? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we did watch The Brothers Grimsby, Grimsby, and we're here to talk about it. Or Grimsby. Uh, just Grimsby, depending on what corner of the planet you come from. Mm -hmm. uh, but here in North America, The Brothers Grimsby was uh, was released in 2016 by Sony Pictures and was directed by Louis Leterrier. Uh, stars Sasha Baron Cohen um, and Mark Strong, Isla Fisher, Ian McShane, Rebel Wilson, and Penelope Cruz. And it was written by Sasha Baron Cohen and Phil Johnston. Um, I do want to get something else out of the way here. I gotta get, I gotta get to this right at the top of the episode. All right. Mom. Mom, I know you're listening. <laughs> Turn this episode off right now. That's fair you warning just, right there. You skip this one. Yeah. You, well, it is. I want to, I want to put this up front because I don't want to hear about it later. <laughs> you skip this one and go to the next or just like go listen to the Sonic episode again or something. I'm going to give you like a Wayne's World 5 just to get out of here and and whatever you're privy to is your own fault. So you got five, <laughs> four. All right. All right, we're, gone. we're free and clear, I think. Yeah, this is not uh, yeah. not what I would consider a family-friendly movie, and uh, definitely some of the content isn't stuff you'd want to discuss in front of your mother. So <laughs> I, think, I think you made a good call there, Pat. Uh, well played. I thought you yeah. were going to go with some like interesting fact well, about the movie. You know, <laughs> I thought you were no. going to hit it up with something. I don't really like, have yeah. a lot of interesting facts about this movie. Well, I, I got a, like, I got a couple. Interesting fact here. about this movie. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple notes. I, I made uh, way too many. Not... <laughs> I think it was a, a comfortable length for what it was. I don't think they needed to make it any longer. Uh, some scenes I think could have been cut, or at least cut a little short. Oh, well, it, you're right there. Uh, yeah. yeah there were some moments where I was like, yeah, you, it was already too far. And now it's just like, oh, man, I got to I might have to fast forward this the next time I watch well, it. Yeah, I had to watch it twice. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> just, just to make sure that I, I caught all the, the nuances of the movie. But uh, there was some some fucked up stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. Just so you made sure you cut all the caught all like the subtleties in the in the jokes. Yeah, well. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. I said, I'm being, yeah, there's no subtlety to these jokes. Mm. The jokes are like, look at the size of this elephant penis, or, mm -hmm. or you know, have you ever seen you know a guy stuck another guy's scrotum on uh, on the big screen, basically? Because I'm assuming this movie yeah. went to theaters. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. So I guess I'll, back then I'll just... everything went to theater. It's not, it's not like now. Yeah, straight to streaming services, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I, I do want to say, and, and it makes sense, uh, this movie lost money. It was uh, a cost $35 million to produce, and it got $28 million return. Not going to oh, lie, so I'm close. not really surprised. Um, well, how do you market it? Uh, you, you really can't. I think the like, only real marketing is that Sasha Baron Cohen is in it. You know what I mean? What do you so, put in the trailer? Anyway? Yeah. No, I can see that that'd be a dilemma. How to market this movie would be tough. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like it. Yeah, wasn't... it only cost it. 
what do you say it was like 32 million is it that cost, all it cost to make thir 35 million uh was the that's, that's like that's like peanuts these days that's surprising like obviously yeah. this isn't like a, a massive like you know like uh like major studio like hundred million dollar joint but like i figured it'd be probably at least like 50 million this wasn't avatar right there wasn't a lot of complex uh, complexity to the movie there wasn't a lot of scenes where they would have had to pay for extreme animation and stuff like that i did want to mention that we did cover two nominated films like really really awesome films in terms of you know their recognition they were all nominated for awards this this movie wasn't so i mean there's a no there's that's something to take into consideration as we discuss this movie it, it was not a blockbuster it was not thought about for best picture or any other awards i believe um and yeah this movie yeah. was my choice i feel like i owe everyone an explanation <laughs> and maybe this... an apology but i think it came up because we were um well i think we we you and i decided on it together because we were discussing like we really need to find a good comedy that's going to work for this podcast um the only all-out like comedy i think we've tried to do so far was half-baked and yeah and that took a bad it's, turn. It wasn't one I was super excited about. No. Yeah, I, I didn't get really excited about it. But then then uh, what you said you wanted to do a comedy episode for this one, um, just to kind of decompress after our, our double feature of episode 10. And I was just kind of struggling to think, like, well, what kind of comedy would fit into, like, what we're doing here? Because what we're doing is kind of getting into, like, really, like, uh, like classics that we've – either classics that we've enjoyed – or like some really well-regarded classic films that we've somehow never gotten to. And yeah. this one's like, I mean, I enjoyed it. I I laughed. I liked it. I thought it was a funny movie, but Oh yeah. It, yeah. it's I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble finding like a comedy that kind of fits the bill when you compare to like all the other movies that we've done. It it was it's tough. It's tough, man, but I I found this movie combined a whole lot of different aspects and did a lot of them really well. Um I loved the action scenes in this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fantastic for like an action comedy. It was, it was good action, right? It had the comedy element in there for sure. And a bunch of the scenes, um, other parts of the movie fell a little short for me. Like the, the comedy, like the pure comedy parts, it, it, a lot of it was over the top. I didn't, I shouldn't have expected anything different, but uh, I thought it was kind of interesting how he just, like like I was saying before, like, you know, just when you thought they pushed it over the edge, he's like, let's push it a little further. And you're like, ah, shit. All right, that was too much. For example, the uh, the elephant bukkake, as they called it. Yeah, I think we got to get that out of the way so we're free to discuss the rest of the movie. So, yeah, I mean, there is... <laughs> there is... We're just going to have to say it. There's two men hiding inside an elephant's vagina running from mm -hmm. assailants with guns and then, and then that that elephant just gets a fucking train run on her yeah. by a bunch of a bunch of male elephants mm -hmm. and they have to uh it, it wasn't trouble even getting through it yeah it wasn't even a short scene. they had to they had to like they were they were, no it was it was way longer than it needed to be there was that point where they they push it even further when they're in there and like the elephant's massive penis just comes in and they're just like well oh we gotta make it come faster because elephants last lot like Sasha Baron Cohen's character loves nature documentaries so he knows all about elephants fucking and he's like oh a male elephant can last for like however many hours like we gotta stroke the balls and get it to it's like just so 
Yeah, you work so the shaft, much. I'll cradle the and balls. That's just, <laughs> and that's just the first and that's just the first of many elephants. Yeah. Yeah. That, that have a go with this old girl. <laughs> so like I'm curious because I don't know, it seemed like they had done their research on animals. Can two grown men hide inside of an elephant? Like is that even possible? And then I I don't know. There were so many questions about that scene that Can really that made elephant me... have sex during that? <laughs> It just, it, it took me by surprise. It brings up a lot of questions that it's best not to ask. I did laugh because what it really reminded me a lot of was the uh, Ace Ventura, the second one. When he's in that decoy rhino. Uh, yes. And so Yeah, it gets me, kind of hot in these rhinos. And... Yeah. <laughs> then obviously he squeezes out of the back of the rhino, but it was, for me, that's what made me laugh. That was one of the redeeming qualities. I'm like, oh, that other movie they're referencing is kind of funny. But that whole elephant scene was a little bit much. Um, yeah, it was way over the top. I think I think that's it's probably all we need to talk about that scene for. If yeah, if that's... you were wondering what this movie is all about, there's uh, basically an elephant gangbang that occurs in about the middle of the movie. So that's where the bar is set for the rest of the show. I think is a is a good bar to set. I don't think you can get much lower than that. So <laughs> yeah, we can just kind of sidestep over this bar. Yeah, um, it's easy enough. So, yeah, we should get into the rest of this movie because uh, let's let's just move on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I don't know how to segue from from an elephant bukkake scene. No, maybe we were a little uh, preemptive. Maybe we should have saved that for the end so we could just just cut it right then. And no, there. I feel, I feel like we we don't want that elephant's vagina hanging over our heads the whole episode. That's, no, no. I'm glad we got it out of the way. Let's just put that in a box and and set it under their desk and and then we can get to the rest of this stuff. Yeah. The Brothers it, Grimsby's. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, so the movie lost about $7 million. I, I, I figured with the scenes that we just, especially with the scene we just discussed, I'm not surprised that apparently it started with Paramount Pictures and then it got switched to Columbia Pictures in 2014. But this movie was pushed oh. back like four times. And I don't know if it was timing or if they just weren't sure if they wanted to put it out, like saturate the market with comedies or if it was just like... I don't know, man. People just aren't ready for an elephant gangbang. But uh, I can see that. Like, what did it did it like kind of get get going or get it get started on uh, being looked at after success of Borat? You think it's quite possibly uh, one of the reasons, right? I mean, like ride high on that success, right? Or at least give it enough of a break where people are like, oh, I wonder what he's going to do next, right? I mean, he's he's done a lot of different things, actually, that have been really impressive. He's got a show called... Sasha Baron Cohen has a show called The Spy. And he was in that movie, The Trial of the Chicago 7. So, mm. it just blows my mind that he's able to do shows like the two I just mentioned. And then you watch this movie and you're like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, Borat was hilarious yeah. to me. Because it was, it was like... Uh, he was going through being filmed and everyone thought it was professional. But basically, it was just raw. And this one was, like, polished, and he still had a lot of stuff that was, like, ooh, damn, dude. Like, you you wrote this and set this up. Like, you were totally prepared for this. Yeah, like, you exactly. chose to do this. Right? It's not like you're on the whim of other people reacting to him being Borat and doing ridiculous stuff. This is, like, you you polished this turd. No, you can very... <laughs> oh, he's all over the movie. Like, oh, yeah, he wrote it, and he stars in it. Like, it's mm-hmm. obviously, like, his... Like, no one else is going to have this type of humor, like, to this extent. Yeah. So uh, you know there's no like producer telling him, Oh, take this further, take this further. It's 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 very much him. 
yeah and probably his writing partner there phil johnston but <laughs> but him just being like i'm gonna go i'm gonna take this as far as i can go i'm gonna go as far as they will let me i think that's yeah that's one of the reasons i wanted to mention that it did get switched from production companies just because you kind of wonder uh maybe the people at paramount were like yeah no we we see where this is going and we don't like it <laughs> then columbia's like fuck it we'll do it let's go for it we could use a good comedy um yeah, I also I, found I haven't out. written down it's by it, it ended up it ended up being released by Sony, right? That's what I have written here. So I did the, I did these notes up a week ago. This is uh, oh, we okay. took a week off, so this is the first time we're doing a movie that I didn't just watch the last couple of days, but I watched it uh, like last weekend. Yeah, yeah, we had a little break. But yeah, so Sony Pictures is that right, or did I just write something down completely wrong? It could be. For all I know, Sony or Columbia own. Oh, Sony may own Columbia. Or something like that. I just did a quick wiki on it just to kind of take a look at some of the the facts, see if there was anything kind of okay. interesting. And, and it just, it caught my attention when you see that, a, you know, it goes from Paramount to Columbia it, and potentially yeah, even Sony, right? that many hands. You kind of wonder uh, what the deal was. So I, you know, I've deducted it's probably just like they weren't comfortable putting it out under their name. <laughs> Is that the truth? Sure. Pro- probably not. It, that's probably the furthest thing from the truth. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, this movie, I don't know, what were your were your thoughts on the overall movie? Would you recommend this movie to family and friends? Or is this something that uh, you'd probably lean away from? I mean... From throwing out there. It's definitely a time and place type of movie, but I had a lot of fun watching this movie, and I thought a lot of the jokes were... were like, it's a hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you, you know, it's, it's not for everyone, obviously, so am I going to recommend it? Well, that definitely depends. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend my mom watch it. I don't even know. I know you're still listening, mom. I told you to skip this episode, and it's your own fault that you're still here. And now, and now, look what you did. Oh, so, <laughs> she's sending you text messages right now. Like, I can't believe you watched this trash Sunday movies. dinner later. I, yeah, <laughs> I have no son except of, your brother. All of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, we're not doing Sunday dinners anymore. That's you're not welcome. <laughs> Why doesn't my key work anymore, Mom? Your key? He takes it back, destroys it. <laughs> yeah, you know Jane. what, that's fair. Yeah. I accept the consequences of this episode. But yeah, um, I think there's a, like, I, I had a lot of fun. I think the first time that I watched this movie was um, me and uh, Kayla, we, before we were married, when we were dating or engaged, and... On and when we were sitting around doing nothing, and and he and I just like j- just like lost it at every like every ridiculous scene that happened, as as our uh, our wives were just like rolling their eyes at us, which made it funnier. So that's my memory of this movie. That's the only other time I've seen it, and uh, it was pretty enjoyable. So we had we not, had, to, yeah. j- not only just to, we had a couple not audio only just issues to, there, to watch and appreciate. That, that, sorry, oh, yeah. so just to go back, yeah. So this was uh, you watched this with your now wife and your future brother-in-law and his wife. No, no, just uh, no, just uh, just a bud. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. Mine and his and his wife. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense because I but... I got the same reaction out of Jill just watching it. Her and I. Uh, she was just mm-hmm. like, really, and I'm like, that was funny. Some of this stuff was really. Like, how funny. dare you watch this? Yeah, but the the, the exact yeah. same scenes that I was like, ooh, that's a bit much. 
she actually said something. I was just thinking it, right? She's just like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this movie? And I was like, well, it's comedy, you know, and, and I guess they push. Maybe it that's maybe that's the good. Maybe that's like the, the niche of this movie. Like, I'd recommend that you watch this movie with your significant significant other just to just to annoy them. And uh, it'll be it'll be funny. That'll be the funniest thing about the experience. I feel like, you know, if you watch it, you know, as uh, with your partner or whatever, one of you is not going to like it, and the other one's going to love it. I feel like it's that kind of movie. I feel mm-hmm. it was it was so hit and miss that it's fifty fifty. Out of a sample of two, one will not like it. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I that's don't know. fair. There there were a lot of really really funny scenes, right? Like I thought the whole. Daniel Radcliffe and Donald Trump getting AIDS after, you know, yeah. Like I thought that was funny. Like it's it was just the way they presented it. Oh, it that was, was like, it was ridiculous. Over the top. And that poor little uh that little Israeli boy that was just the punching bag in the movie. <laughs> um it, it was in a few uh, different those, those ways, were the right? best yeah. jokes. Those were the funniest jokes to me, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, one of the best lines in this uh in this movie is uh you gave fucking Harry Potter AIDS. You did in five minutes what Voldemort couldn't do in eight movies. That was... Like, that's that's hilarious. That was great. I love that. I thought that was... Again, and that was one of the things that made it all that much more funny, right? And then at the end, of course, mm-hmm. when they give Donald Trump AIDS, I think maybe that was more appropriate for the timing when the movie was released in 2016. Uh, yeah. It, it definitely hit a little bit different when you know the movie didn't come out, you know, a, a few years before. Uh, but <laughs> I should say when I first saw Trump there, I was like, I, he's like, he makes cameos in like Home Alone two and a bunch of other movies. Like apparently, if you like are making a movie and you try to, that's what they say anyway. You're making a movie, you try to film on like a Trump owned property. He's gonna insist on being uh, making a cameo. That's yeah. the only way you're allowed to film on on location like anywhere that Trump owns. Um, so I saw, like, I kind of forgot that, uh, that it, he was like in, not actually in it, but like they had his likeness in there as a joke Yeah. for that AIDS joke. And I was like, oh, this must've been filmed on like Donald Trump's own property somewhere. So that, so he's got to be in the movie. Then, then when he just gets, gets a Daniel Radcliffe's in, in AIDS infected blood in his mouth, <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's, that's all it was. I did like at the end how they were just like, uh, they did a whole little bit where it's like Daniel Radcliffe doesn't actually have AIDS. And then they like Donald Trump, and then it's just like dot 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 or whatever. And then it just stops. Like, <laughs> I believe it was. Uh, it said Daniel Radcliffe is was not involved in this film, and is not HIV positive. And then it said <laughs> Donald Trump was not involved in this film. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. That that little kind of stuff that is funny to me. I thought that was hilarious. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, besides the elephant bukaki slash gangbang, I have touch. it written down. Uh, the other over-the-top thing that was way too much was the whole uh, sucking the poison out of his brother. So it starts yeah. off fairly harmless. Like, oh, I got shot in, like, the shoulder or something. Like, you the gotta shoulder. suck the poison out of my shoulder. And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, guys have gotten beaten up and in Grimsby for much do that. worse. Or much less, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it just pushes And he's like, I got shot on. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of... Anybody who's who's listening to this episode who's never seen Grizzlies probably confused because we haven't uh we haven't really gotten into like even the concept of this movie um that's true we might want to just touch on that (laughs) fair enough the 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 premise of this movie the brothers Grimsby is that uh Sasha Baron Cohen is uh 
Well, it starts off with the two with the two brothers as young boys. Um, uh, they uh, they're they're orphans. They're in the foster system, and uh, one of them gets adopted, and they split get it split up, and they don't see each other since they're real uh, England, and just becomes a a soccer hooligan. Like he's basically just a heavy drinking, like, uh, <laughs> like crackhead heroin addict. Just um, yeah, basically as they paint him, he's just a normal Grimsby resident. Is kind of the whole picture they're dumb painting, as right? Dirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they paint, paint a paint a terrible picture of Grimsby, and the other brother gets adopted by a rich family in London and ends up growing growing up to be a super spy in MI6. Yeah, and then they. The, uh, they reunite, and uh, and the the stupid soccer hooligan brother ruins an assassination uh, that the super spy brother was uh, was going to do, the played by Mark Strong, and so it just uh, they end up both having to go on the run uh, because he's uh, he's thought to he messes up his his brother's sniper shot, and then the uh, MI6 kind of like burns him. Right, they think that he's. Uh, they think that he's like betrayed them and tried to assassinate instead of taking out the assassin that he tried to assassinate um, the philanth the philanthropist character that Penelope Cruz was playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's it was, uh, and then uh, well, it was like brothers reunited at that point, and then you kind of kick off this whole redemption. Uh, basically, it's a story of redemption after his brother screws up everything, and. I don't know. I don't know how much further you want to go into that. I mean, the super spies and his brother, they, they just, they've got to go on an adventure and it takes them all across the world. Yeah. And the adventure is just really an excuse to get from one set piece to the next and just kind of, uh, <laughs> throw in a bunch of, uh, ridiculous jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you really couldn't do an elephant gangbang outside of, uh, where were they? Were they in South Africa? Oh, now I'm trying to remember. I think they were somewhere um, in South Africa. But, I mean, like, you're not going to have I an elephant gangbang in, in, in England. <laughs> it just doesn't work, right? Hopefully not. Uh, that's, that's a good point you mentioned, that they kind of just, from set piece to set piece, so they could fill up the jokes that they wanted to do. Um, yeah, I'm kind of kicking myself, because, like I said, this is the longest I've waited between, um, like, watching the movie and then uh, recording the episode. So it's been almost a week, and I'm trying to remember. Like usually, I'm good about going to. Okay, this is the plot. This happens next, and this and that. Now I'm just kind of thinking. I remember the plot of the movie, but uh, but trying to get from one from one uh, plot point to the next doesn't uh, isn't going as smooth as normal. Um, but yeah, mostly what sticks with you is just the uh, like a few certain points that are really over the top. The elephant gangbang being the main one, and then. Probably the next is is him, uh, 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 kind of lying on the ground with his brother's like hairy ball sack in his face, and he's like, "I lost you once. Yeah. I'm not gonna lose you again." <laughs> Which I guess may, maybe that's a maybe, maybe that's a like a good point to make there. One one of the things I think this movie does really really well, like is really excellent at, is it it can hit like it can tell you this story that has like these kind of emotional beats mm-hmm. without ever backing off from the ridiculous comedy that it had like the comedy so over the top and so so like just ridiculous 
And and a lot of movies that are like that, they they kind of have to take breaks, like they have to stop the ridiculous uh, parts and take a breath to actually tell a story with with characters in it. But yeah. this movie um, kind of doesn't have to. It it never has to. It, it can get across all those like story beats without really having to back away from uh, from the absurd comedy that it's going for, especially towards the end. I think the the like I'm, I'm trying to say is all the nice things that I have about this movie. The 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 end, the final um, the final act, I guess, takes place in uh, Chile, where where England's playing in the in the final in the in the football. Yep. Right, and and uh, it ends up uh, that's where they say there's like a terrorist attack that's going to release this virus that's uh, going to take out a massive portion of the population. Turns out Penelope Cruz. The philanthropist who uh, who they were trying to rescue in the in the beginning is the is the villain. She's the one who bought who's behind by getting the virus and releasing it at the at the World Cup match there. And uh, it, it turns out that she's um, just trying to trying to destroy a big chunk of the population made out of, of you know the lower class, less educated, uh, poor people from poorer neighborhoods and everything. And she's just like, oh, you know. They're they're just the riffraff. Like they they're they like repopulate too quickly and stuff, and just doesn't doesn't have any. They're yeah. They they refer to them really as uh, as scum and like the the a scourge on the earth. Basically, is what she's saying is like oh these people don't contribute exactly. enough to society. Just... But I think that also led to like that classic tail end of a movie, like inspirational speech. Like we got to get something to to motivate and rally the troops. Like when they go to do that pitch run, and I got a whole bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, just talking about scum, like he's literally just insulting the hell out of all of his friends, while also building them up at the same time. So it was like a really nice dynamic yeah. of like, you're he's all trash, like, scum, but, but scum we makes the world go round, yeah, kind of thing. We might be trash, but we're the trash that yeah. built this and did that, and we do all this, and and that was actually that was actually really well but, done. I thought that was hilarious because it led to one of my yeah, favorite scenes in the movie. I still think one of the funniest things is when mm-hmm. he's running out on the football field, and like England's about to. Uh, mm-hmm about to miss that and he shoots the ball and the ball bounces into the net and the yeah. ref was like no goal and then he shoots the ref and they're like the ref's dead the ref's we've got a to... good goal <laughs> like so England wins yeah like a... <laughs> so, yeah that's just so we can get England to win the cup I'm not which he doesn't face any consequences yeah. for I don't know a lot about football soccer I don't know a lot about it I don't know the rules I'm pretty sure in most sports if you shoot the ref the call is null and void right like if there's guns yeah. involved, it's good. And so, <laughs> for me, I just thought that was hilarious. Like like, it was just so easy for everyone to just yeah. open, like the whole audience, the whole a crowd man with there. a gun just comes out and 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 everybody's just like, well, I guess he can't ref if he's dead. So yeah, well, the England thing is, wins, and then everyone starts like cheering anybody... like somebody didn't get shot. <laughs> They're like, better commence the exactly. fireworks like, now. There's not going to be a winner of the game after someone comes out and shoots the ref like you're evacuating the play. But that's kind of like my point. I kind of got away from it when I was just describing the plot of this this final act. But that's kind of my point is like so much comes at you so fast in this last in these last few scenes in this climax of the movie. So much and so, so much of it is is ridiculous, like him shooting the ref. Or um, the two of them dropping their pants and like sitting on top of oh the on top of the rockets. The amount of rockets or like, fireworks has to be and assholes. In a contained, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the virus has to be released in a in a in a contained uh, space. And he's like, "I'll take care of this." Drops his pants and just like, 
who? <laughs> and then his brother comes and sits on the one next to him, and well, that they was... play it up like this big uh, climactic, like cap to the action, this apex of of suspense. But it's just two guys like shoving rockets up their asses. Well, and, that was like, yeah. there's just so much. And that, that's this is the same scene where where like Donald Trump gets the AIDS infested blood in his mouth, and yeah. where the uh, the Grimsby hooligan kids pick up that. Uh, that young uh, Israeli boy, yeah, like the orphan who's like super flat in they, a wheelchair. They, they pick him up, foreshadowed it, and he's like, "What are you doing? No!" And they throw him. They throw him on top of um, it's I Penelope think it's the Cruz, assassin it? Chilcott, right? The oh, MI6 that's right. assassin. Yeah, and then he shoots Daniel Radcliffe, I believe, right? And the AIDS blood yeah. hits Donald Trump. And then later, it turns out the Israeli boy uh, gets arrested for for murdering uh, the assassin, <laughs> the MI6 agent, yeah. just because these kids threw him in his wheelchair over the balcony. The whole scene at the end where he's like, <laughs> "Fuck this, fuck that, fuck you!" Like total like turn to the tables there. Like he's just been beat around so much that week or whatever. That was hilarious, man. He's basically he starts out as like who you think Penelope Cruz's character is. Like he actually is. Like, uh, like sincerely, like a very philanthropic, like, like altruistic kid, and at the end, he's he becomes who he turns out Penelope Cruz's character actually was, where he's like, "You fucking like white trash piece of shit!" Like, he's just had it with these people. He's like, "Fuck this, fuck you!" As he's being, you know, carried away in a gurney to be arrested. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is I didn't notice this until the second time. Like, it really didn't sink in, but. uh... They foreshadow it perfectly. Like, when the assassins first come to the bar, they they throw a wheelchair on the... I think it's the same dude twice. Or they throw a, a wheelchair at, in two different scenes. Oh, they so throw like, a... I, I was actually going to bring this up. They pull off a... Uh, like, the we got to call this the belated box office special. They throw a pit bull at a guy. That... they case, okay, so that was... Yeah. They, they not only throw a wheelchair at somebody, there was nobody in the first wheelchair they threw... But then they're like, dog! Right. And then they huck a dog from, like, a third-story balcony, and it attacks some dude. Like, it was... That's the kind of shit that's over the top Which that is exactly the move, like, the Patrick Swayze special, that he, like, he did that to uh, Keanu Reeves when we... When we talked about that when we watched Point Break. He does rip... Yeah, he does throw a dog at him. It's not quite as far-fetched or funny in Point Break as it is in this movie, because, like... It's not out of window. Yeah, it's not out a third story window. <laughs> like you, you know they didn't actually throw a dog up, but that's the kind of over the top comedy that makes me laugh still. The 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 ball sucking scene. It's like, eh, it's like cartoon physics. Yeah, it was it was very funny. Um, that aspect of it, I I did quite enjoy that. But it was one of the things I didn't pick up. Like I didn't really recognize the foreshadowing. Until I watch it the second time, I'm like, because like, I forgot about that scene, because the dog overshadowed it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then when I watch it the second time, I'm like, oh shit, that's okay. Yeah, they're throwing a wheelchair, and then they throw the kid in the wheelchair the next time, right? And that was yeah, that was good. That was you know, the movie was really well done. I did like how you said like all these different you know aspects of the movie, so the comedy, the the brother, uh, brothers reunited kind of theme, like so it's like a comedy, a uh-huh. drama, and an action film all rolled into one. And honestly, and it never had to. It never. It, it never felt like one was compromising the other. It never felt like there was like a drama scene that came up, and you're like, "Oh, this breaks up the comedy for me." Or it never felt like the comedy comes in during an action scene and totally undermines the action. Because this movie has the right tone, where you just 
accept all of that. Like it all, it mm-hmm. all fits really well. This in mo- a way this that, movie, like, a lot of things can't do. I think this movie, you could have literally done this movie three different ways. And what they decided to do, I think, is just combine all the three different ways. This could have been a total action film. Total action film. This could have been a total drama right, film. Right, you could take this... Right? Or this could have been a you complete could take the, comedy. The plot, you could take, like, the the plot of this of this movie and, and play it straight. And it still mm-hmm. probably would have been pretty good. Like, it would have been something... Yeah, you know, that, that really works just as, like, a legitimate action. I think so. I, I, but, I, I just uh, can't get over how it started. It started out with the action scene, right? Green Earth, that little MI6 lens in his eye. He's got a little uh, camera contact that gives him information and relays everything back to MI6. And I thought that was fucking amazing. Like, I, like that whole first yeah, and you person see, and view see, action. You see all the action through his first person. Yeah. Uh, that point of view, that was phenomenal. I was watching that, and I was just like, when I first turned it on, I didn't know what to expect. I, did, I wasn't expecting the... I was expecting over-the-top comedy, but not necessarily all of it. But the action, I was just like, damn, kind of, like this is like a really good action movie. Like maybe this is going to be a lot less comedic and a lot more action packed. And because uh, it, it, it could be, because you see that action scene, you think this could totally just be a legit action film. Like this doesn't need to be funny to be a good movie. Yeah, and like the some of the comedy that's scenes the where they did like, break that's it the thing down. I respect it was, about it was this good. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I respect about this movie. It didn't need the comedy because there was so much there that still works. As a, like an action drama, but they, you know, they threw in the comedy and they did not hold back. Obviously, we just talked about like, yeah, like how many fucking elephant dick jokes, like they <laughs> didn't hold back from it. And it just like, yeah, for what they were doing, it, it worked surprisingly well. Like, I don't think a lot of people could make a movie like this. I think you're right. And, and you know, to be fair, it's not a very long movie. So it's not like... uh mm-hmm. You know, if they did decide to, if they, if you were to do this in in any of the other three different lights strictly, uh, it could have been just as long. I mean, you really could have cut out a whole bunch of different scenes and put in different ones if you wanted to fit that genre. So yeah, you're right, man. Like this, is, as much as I said, oh, he polished a turd. Like it was actually really well done. Uh, I just think some of the stuff that was over the top. Like I'll never forget it. I guess that's that's a good thing to 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 say. It was so over the top that I won't forget yeah. those scenes. It's going to be something that I'll be like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this ridiculous scene over here. Or, like, if I see something that's, you know, over the top, not quite as much, I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll be more desensitized to it. Um, Man, anytime I'm watching, like, uh, Planet Earth or anything and, and elephants show up, I, and it's it's just like a legitimate nature documentary I'm watching, but I see the elephants and I'm like, oh, uh-oh, this, is, this isn't going to be... A- Fading, is it? Because I've seen how that movie goes. Yeah, I've seen that stuff on a rated R film. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, there was one thing I wanted to do. I, I was kind of curious too. So again, back to like the whole like changing and delays of the movie being released. Uh, I was like, oh man, maybe they were waiting for like England to make it to the World Cup. But I'm like, but then they'd have to change where the whole World Cup takes place. And like, obviously this. So I was gonna do all that kind of like research. To, no, right? and and I wrote to myself. I was like, oh, maybe I should do some research. And then like twenty minutes later, I came back to my notes. I'm like, lost interest. Like, <laughs> not not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> I, like the, what we were saying before. Like I found the the best part of the comedy mixed with the action, mixed with the drama, was right in that last act. Like you were saying, right? Uh, that scene where he's got to go rescue his brother, and he goes and fights all like the MI6 and the mercenary kind of assassin people. And he just, like, goes mm-hmm. full soccer hooligan. I love that scene when he's fighting the one guy. And he's just like, 
you're gonna put down the gun and he's got like two beer mugs in his hand and the guy's just laughing he's like i'm going <laughs> to do what do you england people call it like i'm gonna kick in your bloody head and then he screams like the england chant or the grimsby chant i'm not really sure just runs at him yeah. and the guy just fucking pounds him right in the face like doesn't skip a beat uh oh yeah he's doing like <laughs> lip kicks on him and all kinds of, like well, like, you'd, you'd assume, right? Like, he, he goes through, he down. beats up everyone else. I don't know if... I can't remember exactly if it was all luck, but I feel like he got the drop on a few of them. But then when this he goes to fight the other guy, well, that's when, when he gets running gun, up, right? I'm like, he's, he's got a chance. The gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, he so gets he, body he slammed. He picks up the right? gun at the end. He's just yeah. like, I disagree, Ukrainian Ben Affleck, and shoots him. And then, like, he, he kind of just... Like, he instantly just falls... It becomes enamored with guns, right? He shoots him, and he's just like, Oh... Like, yeah. he's, like, kind of discovering the joys of being able to shoot people. And he's like, yeah. oh, what do you think of that? And, and then he's all an the absolute other guys come natural. out, and he's just like, oh, oh. Bang, he's like, what bang, are you, bang. look at this, this, this is great. I just, I think he's, like, he, he never considered how amazing it is, but he's like, I just pointed at someone, I pulled the trigger, and they just aren't a problem for me anymore. I think this I've got amazing. a whole note, like, literally written on that. Uh, fuck, where is it? Uh, basically he's like I love how the gun totally disassociate, disassociates you from the guilt of killing somebody <laughs> like like just totally yeah. fucking shitting on the whole like, I see why you like guns so much yeah yeah it completely detaches Fantastic. you from the guilt of your actions right that's what he says in the movie and it's just like yeah I guess that probably feels that way I mean he he just picks it up shoots the one guy in the head you're like oh that's that could end right there but they're like nope He's a natural. We got to show how how good he is with guns now, and he just starts blasting everyone, and he's yeah. just laughing. And I did love the leading up scene where he's about to find his brother, and his brother, being the MI6 agent, totally has you know manipulation tactics. He's been trained, so he's he just about this one guy. He's just about talked down the one guy who's like, "Oh, I'm gonna change my life forever." Then boom, <laughs> I'm gonna go home to my family, and they're gonna be so happy to see me. And then his head just gets blown off. And he just walks in like, I see why you like guns so much. Yeah. <laughs> just Fantastic. pointing it at everything. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, that it, was a good joke. That was, like, not an over-the-top joke. But pretty pretty good, like... I, and also the fact that, like, he's... He's so easily able to dispatch all these other, like, terrorists every... Yeah, once once he, he discovers, discovers one handgun, he's just like, oh, I don't, I don't know why everyone's... He's having all, all these in. problems. He's I'm just, I'm taking him. everyone out. <laughs> and you can just tell, like... Another thing here. Okay, yeah. Um, this is, uh, th Yeah, this is just, a, like, it's kind of a change of subject, but I want to make sure that I, uh, that I get to it, is there's a, there's a part at the end of the... Uh, when they're... I think it's the final fight. Um, when, uh, the two Grimsby boys there are, uh at the uh the the stadium like at the soccer game yeah. and they've got like face paint like the english flag like the white and the red uh the red cross there yeah he's got to show Mark up looking Strong, like a hooligan yeah i just i just the whole thing oh, all i can think of the whole time is mark strong just looks like kratos from god of war with the white ash white face and the the and, red paint and the red accents yeah yeah i can see that yeah i mean uh, i was like Man, he's like he's like cosplaying as Kratos. <laughs> he was know. already he was already cosplaying as a a English soccer hooligan, and then you were able to take something else from that. That's yeah. You know what? I never actually really got into the God of War series myself. I didn't have the PlayStation. It's a PlayStation exclusive, I believe, right? 
It is, yeah. Yeah. I still got to play that uh, that most recent one. Hmm. With all the all the Norse gods. Is that the one where he's with his son? I think the idea or am I, like way out of date. The, yeah. Okay. No, that's the that's the one. That's like I think what I understand of it because I've played the first two and I've played two the first two and a half. Like I don't, I don't think I finished number three, but he's just basically going through all of Greek mythology, just murdering everything. He's like he he murders Ares in the first game, and then in the second one he's like he gets the Titans to help him like kill Zeus and Athena, and then in the third one he's like, well now I'm gonna kill the fucking Titans. Like he kills every god. <laughs> Every demigod, every like Greek monster, and I, th I think what I understand about the, like the most recent one is he's basically killed every single, every single person or creature in Greek mythology. So he just goes, he just gets in a ship and he goes north, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill Odin now. I'm going to Valhalla to kill all the Nor Norse gods. I'm gonna teach my kid how to kill all the gods that I've already killed, or how to kill future gods or something. Um. Well, basically, it's like, well, I can't stay here. There's no god to kill i gotta go where some more gods are you know what uh do you want to talk about um a little bit more about those that franchise i just got to run to the washroom real quick so not really no <laughs> no that's about all i have to say we get we can just take a break i think yeah. i can do the break myself okay let's take a little quick break here we'll, we'll be back in about back uh, in what do you say two minutes i don't know what we'll do two minutes, two minutes should work yeah all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about two minutes here to, to wrap this all up, and uh, we'll catch you then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Um, Pat, one of the things, that, one of the scenes that I, I thought was hilarious, and th again, there was more foreshadowing in this movie, was the uh, when he breaks his ankle, when Sasha Baron Cohen lands on Mark Strong's ankle and just, like, totally shatters his leg. Yeah. He uses that needle. It's like a fast bone healing serum, you know. Yeah, it maybe just over the top. All the cartilage, all his ankle yeah. heals, like yeah. some real futuristic, like super spy stuff. Exactly right. So for me, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, that is that is some super spy shit. That's cool as hell. But then when <laughs> before yeah. the whole mission in Africa goes south, um, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen buys heroin off this guy whose email address has heroin dealer in it. He's like, yeah, it's good yeah. to make friends wherever you go, right? And then when they mix up the needles, and it's the guy. I think the actor. I think the actor is the guy who um, he plays the pirate captain in Captain Phillips. Does he not? Now that you mention, I didn't even make. I've only watched. I watched look Captain Phillips me. like halfway through. I fell asleep. I think. Jeff, during... look at me, Jeff. Look at me. No, I'm the podcast host now. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah, but no, I was going to shout actually, like a Braveheart I, I, line there. <laughs> you can take how, my show, not, but you'll never take my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you know what? Now that you mention it, he does. He does. It could be. Uh, unfortunately, like we know, we don't. It was we don't actually. I'm, shit. I'm remembering that I, I. I'm remembering I did look it up while I was watching the movie. I turned to Kayla and I was like. That's like her favorite movie. I was like, "Is that the is that the captain? Like, I'm the captain now. Is that him?" And she's like, "Totally." And then I looked it up. I'm like, "Yeah, it is." That's one I missed. I'm usually so, so... he didn't just come out of nowhere. But yeah. He was, uh... Well, Captain Phillips. When did he that showed movie up at the out? end too? I think he goes. Captain Phillips. Um. Well, after this one, like I want to say 2018. Oh, okay. Probably. Yeah, you almost wonder if he got cast because of this movie, because Captain Phillips was pretty. Uh... 
pretty I'm, well received. I'm positive he didn't. No. <laughs> no, his agent's just like, you gotta I'm stop sure doing fucking didn't. Sasha Baron Cohen movies. Like, you can't be doing movies that lose money. You're not Sasha Baron Cohen. He's like, no, I'm the heroin dealer. It's like, nah, that's, that's not a good typecast. That's worse. <laughs> you do not want to get typecast as that person. Um, no, but I, I, I did it's love not. that scene where, like, it, it totally sets it up for the, uh, you know, kind of like being introduced in how to be a spy. I thought that was whole like the whole sequence of events that happened after yeah. the needle mix up and his whole uh, he his whole mission there uh, he has to well you know his brother the actual secret agent is is now fucking high on heroin so he's got to <laughs> step up and try to do the spy mission which is to uh, seduce the wife of a uh, an arms dealer to find out what the uh, what the terrorist bought from him and uh, he's told she'll be she's absolutely beautiful. And she'll be in a green dress, and uh, instead of instead of the actual uh, woman he's supposed to be targeting, he ends up seducing uh, like Gabare Sidibe wearing a green like maid's uh, yeah. maid's frock. Yeah, like, he's like a housekeeper. There. Very unaware of his surroundings, right? He's just like green dress. I'm attracted to this woman, and yeah. she's wearing a green dress, even though she's clearly like got the name tag and everything like that. He's just like. Yeah, so totally she's, a, she's a, and... like a, a chambermaid, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it was nice and to so... see Gabourey Zidibate get to work again. I thought it was funny. After I that, thought it was really well done, movie. right? And like, obviously, the target mm -hmm. knew that he was supposed to be coming, so she ends up going to his hut while he's waiting for who he thinks he's supposed to be seducing to come by. And he tries to get the target to clean his, his shit out of the toilet. He and he makes plugs her the toilet. The toilet. Yeah. <laughs> And, unclog the toilet it was a pretty funny scene because like the whole time she's like trying to be super sexual and he's just not having any of it she's like oh yeah yeah was it hard he's like well it was hard at the start a little medium soft in the middle then very hard at the the end and it's just like it worked out so perfectly <laughs> like the sexual in the endos and then he's just like i don't know what the what the fuck he's is wrong with this lady bell movement. yeah he's like will you just clean she's the like, shit out of my take toilet? It in my hands and like gonna be sexy and lick it and he's like i, I do what you want that's fucking <laughs> weird but whatever <laughs> it was uh it was definitely hilarious man i like that it was uh it was probably almost as good as the one scene when he goes into the spa and then that final act we were talking about and he's like everybody out this is like a oh, trafficking yes. ring and then he gets the, the rapist yeah. <laughs> therapist the yeah therapist. he's like oh my god the rapist <laughs> And he makes a comment about it. It's like, a man can only take so many penises in one week or something like that after the elephant gangbang. <laughs> and then he gets his yeah. face lodged onto the dude's fucking pelvis. And he comes back Pube up and the guy's getting waxed and he's got a goatee full of pubes. And that for me, it was over the top, but I just kind of laughed. I'm like, that was like so a, unnecessary. Like a perfect but... goatee. Pube. Yeah, no, it, like, it was If you didn't just... know it was pubes, you'd be like, that guy has a nice goatee. Like, the kind of guy who spends a, really a lot of beard. his time, like, trimming down his goatee perfectly. Sasha Baron Cohen face plants into a pelvis yeah. and just gets one, right? And it was... And it's not even his brother. It's just another... Just another a stranger. Yeah, and he, like, guy. scares all these women who are just getting, like, massages and mud baths or whatever, like, right out of this Right, spa, he's like, right? oh, my God. It's a it's a sex trafficking ring. And, yeah. he, and he's like, get out of here before they kill you. And it's just, it's just a bunch of women who are at the spa. Yeah. Yeah, when they all run out yeah, naked in the front and it's just like so and so's spa. You're just like, oh my god. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be way I more. Forgot than about that. that part. That was a good joke. There was see, that's the thing, is there were so many good parts to this movie that I thought that got overshadowed by like the 
uh, ex- the very eccentric scenes that were just like, I'm never going to forget that. Maybe I'm scarred. Maybe I'll never they look just at an do, elephant like, the dominate. same. They it, do dominate the whole movie. It's like, what you remember. Scenes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they dominate your memory of it, at least. I think I think one of the positives of some of the overtopness was like the nonchalant of his brother after he's sucking the poison out of his balls. And then he gets a little bit of like mm-hmm. his brother, you know, he uh, has. So, so what does he call it? Uh, it's a yeah, it's, uh, it's it was just, a trickle of. Pre- yeah. He ejaculate <laughs> at most. Yeah. yeah, he gets come on his eye like he gets. He's like, oh, what the fuck? He's like, oh, no, it's just that. It's nothing. Don't He's worry like, about you it. You came in my eye. And he, <laughs> I think that's his exact line. It was a trickle of pre-ejaculate at most, which he, actually he just turns around on him after the elephant bukaki. Right? <laughs> when the elephant comes right on him, he goes, it was a trickle of pre-ejaculate at most. Yeah. <laughs> Good callback. It was, yeah, I think it was really well done. I think, uh, I think as we said before, like it was just some of it, probably took away from the, uh, the the actual quality of the movie but again yeah. not in the sense that I'll never I'll never forget those scenes unfortunately uh, or maybe fortunately maybe that was the idea maybe they're just like well this this uh, whole episode actually was just uh, this was all just an elaborate revenge plot I had to get you back for two girls one cup back in the day oh was it was it yep Yep, so we're even now. I didn't know I... Int- I thought I introduced I, you to, to Cake Farts. Did I... Int- you I, didn't, did a, you, I didn't show you both you of those. You did a lot of There's me. no way. There's Yo, no did. way I did both of those. Well, not not at the same time. Just two separate <laughs> occasions, because that's just the kind of person you were back then. Click that shit off. Like, okay, I got something way more wholesome. You're like, what the fuck are these girls doing with that cup? You know? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I haven't really changed much, if you're wondering. So if I ever send you like a link, I would recommend not opening it unless you're you're willing to. I never. No, I don't. I've I've blocked you on everything <laughs> except Discord. <laughs> well, now I know where to send the links. They're like, oh, wholesome video, Pat. Check this one out. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you can get banned from Discord. Puppy but... and kitten. Puppy and kitten. Best friends chasing butterflies. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds pretty wholesome. Maybe I'll take a. Oh my god. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? I'll have to label it something more enticing or more enticing. Not so wholesome, but like something like I have to check this out. And yeah, it'll be I, hilarious. I regret giving you these ideas. <laughs> this was supposed to be revenge, and well, we were supposed to be even. We're gonna start a feud, I guess. Now, <laughs> now I I feel like I've I've ignited a feud. I don't know how to get on the dark web, but I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna find the most depraved <laughs> fucking videos I could possibly find and just disguise them as yeah puppy kitten butterfly videos. Apparently that's what gets you to watch things now. Puppies and kittens yeah, I'm, chasing. I butterflies. love watching puppies chase butterflies. That'd be a, it'd be a miracle. I actually had no, to, I don't. <laughs> it's taking my I'm kid. sure there's a subreddit for that. To be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think you have to travel far for stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Your revenge kind of worked. Like I said, I'll, I'll never forget the first elephant bukkake <laughs> session I've ever witnessed, which was on a, a, a feature film, a Hollywood production film. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, Should we do our ratings? I, I think I think, I think we're just you can only there. say so much about this fucking movie. So, uh, I mean, 
Yeah. Do you want to you want to trail off? There. You want me to trail off final thoughts? Um I think rating this movie uh I, I think it's one of those movies once is enough. I think it was really funny. <clears throat> it had its moments, it had a little bit of stuff that was over the top. Once is enough out of three and a half, I would I would go with, you know, like a two a two point three, I think it's fair. I was thinking two point four, two point two, we'll split the difference. Um really well done. A lot of things were really well done. Um in terms of movies that I'll watch again, no. I think like, I watched it twice and, and once was enough. I can I can say that with a lot of certainty. Funny. Enjoyed it. Entertaining. But you watched it twice. Yeah, well, uh, you got your revenge. You got your revenge twice. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the film. It was entertaining for what it was. I mean, I mean this wasn't meant to be uh, a best film kind of film. You know what I mean? Like this, they weren't going for anything besides a laugh, and I think it achieved that. I think it did a really good job. Um, not my most favorite comedy. Had a lot of great elements to it. I really love the action scenes, like I've said before. I liked the dynamic of all the comedy, drama, and, and action mixed together. Uh, but yeah, it was... It's probably something I would not recommend to people. In terms of, like, if my friend's like, Oh, have you seen any good movies recently? This one wouldn't, wouldn't come up, I don't think. Um, that being said, if somebody wants to laugh about this movie, or if they, you know... If, they're like, oh, have you seen this movie, Brother Scrimsby? Like, yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. But I'm not going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not something you bring up at parties. No. No, you're not going to make a lot of friends talking about Elephant Bukaki. Uh In fact, if you're meeting people for the first time, I would highly recommend not talking about Elephant Bukaki. Uh I don't have this whole, like, social oh, dynamic thing. Don't talk about Bukaki. And, and this is fair warning, because we've all been kind of socially distanced and isolated for so long that like yeah just a reminder to everyone who's been struggling with the lockdowns of the covid pandemic you know your social skills aren't as sharp as they were they're not years ago no no and and i found out firsthand in like a face-to-face had had some friends over in the backyard when it was safe uh Oh, yeah. I, I do. my wife even was just like you fucking clearly haven't talked to anybody in real life and a very long time. I was like, "Really? What do you What do you mean?" She's like, "You just You just talk too much about stupid shit." And I was like, "Oh, thank God I didn't watch this movie." Now that I'm thinking back, because I would have definitely brought up an elephant bukkake. I don't know that, that it, my social skills have been lacking. But in 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 regards to the movie and and to everyone out there, don't talk about elephant bukkake the first time you meet people. It's not appropriate. Uh, maybe like the third, fourth Save that encounter. Second date. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You never talk about elephant bukkake on the first date. You're gonna you're gonna scare them off. <laughs> yeah. Second second date yeah. probably appropriate. Gauge it. Third, it has to be mentioned. Otherwise, you, it's not gonna work. What are you doing? Yeah. No, it's just not gonna work. So yeah, I, I would give it a, a solid two point three. I think that's fair. Um, again, a lot of elements I really enjoyed in this movie. It was entertaining. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I I liked it. The movie, like, we I, I've said, I think we've uh, said enough good about it. Like, it's not one of those movies that you're gonna be like, oh, it's like my favorite movie. I keep going back to it and everything. It's really very much like you get what you get out of it the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's been twice for me now since uh, since this movie's come out, and I I really think that's plenty. 
But the fact of the matter is that the movie succeeds at what it's trying to do. It's it's a hilarious comedy. It, it had me laughing the whole time. Um, and it had a great story, like we said. Like, the action was good, and the story was good, and it could have been a decent movie, even if they'd played it straight, mm-hmm. which it has that going for them. Um, at the end, like, especially like especially that, that final act I really love. Like, at the end, the jokes keep coming so fast. Well, it still keeps like an action and, and a sense of stakes. Um, it doesn't have to peter off or back hold back on the comedy and on those emotional scenes. Yeah. Um, so all in all, I think it's I do think it's good, and I rated it a bit higher than you. I was gonna give it. I was uh, giving it uh, two point six five stars. Oh shit, we're getting into double decimals. Pretty... Eh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're just like more accurate than a Terminator's uh, casualty. Uh, yeah. Counter. <laughs> And they're from yeah, the future, I, I just felt so like, like we're up there. We're we're pretty much robots, I guess. Oh yeah, we're Skynet. like Skynet, baby. Scientific <laughs> scientific geniuses, I think is fair. I don't want to talk shit about Elon Musk, but I'm way smarter than he is, and we'll just we'll end it at that. Well, yeah. I just don't want to go to space. I think my it's... mommy and daddy were rich enough to buy me a chemistry set. I could have been Elon Musk. Just get you a magnifying Y'all glass. Would have been sunlight. My ugly cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll, I'll give him this. He's uh, he hosted SNL the other night, and that was that was pretty good. He did a pretty I, good job. It was better than I expected. The yeah. model. I, I, no one else has said this, but the monologue was so bad. It, he, it I, was, he was but bad he's... and awkward in the monologue, and I hated it. But. That's the kind of the duty rest of it, is, yeah. Though, a lot man. of the sketches yeah. were like, the, the a lot of the sketches were like, "Hey, man, this is pretty good. Good yeah. for you, Elon. You proved well, me wrong." Okay, so let, let's not give Elon too much credit because I think a lot of that has to do with the writing, the writing staff for Saturday Night Live. They knew how to take who he was, and he probably gave him a pretty good idea after being with him for a week. And they're like, "This is what we're doing." I did love that fucking Chad sketch, though. That was hilarious, man. Dad's always funny. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite character but, uh, of his, man. But I mean, yeah. So besides getting totally derailed and talking about Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live, um, yeah, you, you, I, I think that's a, I think it's a fair assessment of the movie. You know what I mean? It, it was good, entertaining, hit the marks where it needed to hit them. Sometimes a little too hard, but it was it was enjoyable. I don't know, like, I know you said you were laughing the whole time, but, like, I was actually, I paid attention the whole time. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie and it's, like, I, I start to lose interest if it's not that good or if it does something sometimes over the top and I'm just, like, that's too much. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that tonight. I will just, like, kind of scroll through fucking social media on my phone and look at movies and none of the ones that we've done, obviously. I, I try to watch those at least twice before we do these, but uh, I think this movie, even if we weren't doing it for the show, I would have paid attention the whole time um it was it was just that enjoyable again moments where it's like yeah what the fuck but yeah it was uh it was well done i don't know who you accredit the you know who you really accredit that to like i don't really know much about sasha baron Cohen. i don't know if he's been writing with the same guy that helped him write this movie for all of his movies but i mean he's got uh well he's got range and he's got talent in terms of movie production movie writing acting and all that kind of stuff, sure. right? So it's uh, it was kind of interesting for me. I, I I think I might have gone into this movie with a little bit higher expectations, 
But then I, I was really grounded at the ball-sucking scene. As soon as he started sucking his brother's balls, I was like, that's right. Sasha Baron Cohen, it's going to be over the top, right? Like, the opening scene, yeah, you know, they're, they're banging at the mattress store. You're like, okay, that's that's not uncommon for a comedy to be like, oh, we're pushing the envelope. It's like, yeah, not really. Not, not really impressed by that. Yeah. Um, that ball sucking scene was definitely uh, kind of upfront early, just kind of setting the setting the tone so that yeah, a lot of the rest stuff doesn't catch you as off guard. It's like you, they need to explain to you what movie you're watching. Yeah, in case you were wondering on. what kind of film this is, we're sucking balls. Mm-hmm. It's and, this kind of film, and yeah, and and so that was. Uh, I don't know, man. I give him kudos, and like you said, like it was. I don't know. It lost money, obviously, not a big box office smash. But I think a lot of that has to do with our, our both of our opinions in terms of, you know, once is enough, twice is enough. It was really good for what it was, but I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go line up at Cineplex, you know, Cineplex Odeon to go watch this a second time. Uh which is probably very telling of the times too, right? Two thousand sixteen. I like I don't know. HMV was pretty much already on its way out. I don't know where you weren't renting videos in 2016. Like I think Blockbuster was probably on its way out, if not already already out. So I mean, th- a yeah, lot Blockbuster of this was, was gone by then. Yeah, this is not a movie that people are going to spend money on. This was probably a movie that a lot of people ended up pirating or doing whatever. I mean, you're not going to make any money off merchandise on this movie. Like nobody's. Th- this was a a one off. So maybe some of the the action scenes could have been dialed back. You know. <laughs> Uh, maybe they paid some of the actors and actresses too much. It did, you know. Here's one thing we didn't really bring up is that it had quite a star-studded cast. There was a lot yeah. of there was a lot of well-known people in this movie, and so maybe that was its downfall, right? Maybe it didn't need uh, certain actors and actresses to make the cut, and maybe that was a big a big chunk of the money there. But uh, no, I, I, yeah, I think I think I can end it on that. I, otherwise, I'm just going to dribble on about how. It was good, but it should have shouldn't have made as much or whatever. But uh, yeah, any any closing any closing thoughts, Pat? No, I think no. We're, I think we covered it. Right on. Way to put me on the spot like that. Well, I, that's I a great just... way people people are gonna listen to this and be like, any any closing thoughts you want to say? And I just have to sit here and be like, nope. <laughs> and then people are just gonna and then the theme music is gonna start playing and people are gonna be like. What the fuck? I'm never listening to this shit again. That's a fuck great way. No, it's cliffhanger. Oh, well, they were great until the end, and they just yeah. And they just they just bungled the whole thing up right there with Pat's. And nope. then they just they just yeah they just on the petered off and started mumbling. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about right actually. Um, well, I guess what we can do is because we have next week's uh, idea kind of lined up, so. Um, if it happens next week, I guess we'll be probably doing it Friday night around the same time. Uh, we're looking at doing the movie called Dead Man Down. Uh, we'll describe it. I don't a lot think more we're looking detail. at doing that next week. No, not next week. We Dead Man Down is definitely on the roster and, and okay. definitely soon, but I don't think it's up for coming up for next week. Okay, so that we that puts about us before. I just want to. Yeah, that one. I, that one. I, I feel like I want to do once we have. Um, once the podcast has like a, a schedule to uh, be released on a regular, more regular basis. Okay. Cause right now I'm just kind of dropping out episodes whenever, but at some point the, uh, the podcast is going to have, um, is, is going to have like a, a certain day of the week that it comes out on. Yeah. 
So yeah, and we've been we'll working on that behind the scenes, close. right? No big deal on that. Um, okay, just had well, a lot of four and a half hour episodes to try to get <laughs> it down to something and, and, around two hours. Yeah, so that someone will actually listen to it. And, and we've been <laughs> so, we've been working on it, and thanks to everyone here and everyone that's been giving us feedback and stuff like that. We always appreciate that. We are going to cut it the hell down. Uh, we figured our podcast should not be as long or longer than the movies we we evaluate and uh that's the direction we're going to be taking this in but that kind of puts us in limbo now pat so uh, i'm going to put you on the spot again here and i'm putting myself on the spot here what the hell are we doing for the next one because i like the idea of putting that one on the roster but we we need to figure something out should we kind of uh stay in the area of comedies for a bit and kind of see if we can because we we kind of picked up on like action movies and what kind of action movies really work for our podcast pretty quick yeah and kind of stuck with them for the most part so um we could kind of go back to that just to get back to our roots and send ourselves and do like a lethal weapon or something similar or we could just kind of keep pushing for doing comedies and uh and I, I did want to make you watch uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, the the movie with Taika okay. Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement, uh, Clement, Jermaine Clement. Anyway, that's a that's a comedy I think would work. I think work for our show a lot better. And that's the um, the movie turned TV series or TV series turned movie. It's the yeah movie turned TV series. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. This is a tough one, man. I mean. Uh... We could definitely do two we comedies in a row. Right now, but... but I, I, when you brought up, we could do a Lethal Weapon. I totally forgot you haven't seen any of the Lethal Weapons. Um, mm-hmm. If we're gonna do Lethal Weapons, I feel like we make that a special one. There's four of them. Um, not saying we're gonna cover all four, but I mean, it would be nice if uh, over the course of the next few months, year, if you watched them all, if you could find mm-hmm. time in your in your life to. To enjoy and appreciate all that is the Lethal Weapon franchise, it would be really good to do. I, w- I will uh, I will totally take you up on what we do in the shadows for next cool. week. Um, and so this was a movie turned TV series. So I'm going to get all that I need to know about this from the movie without any kind of like TV series uh, backstory. Yeah, that definitely. I'll the TV series came afterward mm-hmm. and is produced by. Uh, Taika Waititi and, and Jermaine and okay. um, it actually doesn't even share characters for the most part like the the TV series is the same concept as the movie and, and like done the, like a mockumentary about vampires living in the city yeah but uh, it's it's different care it centers around different characters okay so, I, I was just curious I just didn't want to like walk into watching a movie and being like I don't know what the hell's going on because it's like, like oh well you haven't watched the yeah. show it's like well shit now I gotta watch no three seasons not, and a movie to do a movie review. I, I wouldn't make you watch a whole like season of television for a single episode. You got to step your um, revenge game up, man. Gotta... Yeah, no, I was going to say like, I've, I, I don't need that much revenge on you. I don't even know what that, that would be revenge for. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, the movie's very much its own standalone thing. And I, th- I think you'll enjoy it because it's got people in it who you enjoy. Okay. Um, and it's a style of humor that I know we, we liked a lot. Like we were watching flight of the Concords back in the day when it was on HBO. Yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I think I'll still throw be, that uh... on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be a good, 
uh, type of comedy for us to to get into that we can kind of we I think we need to find a good comedy we really sink our teeth into for this podcast and really feel like it works the way that yeah. like Face Off and Point Break felt like they worked right away. Absolutely. But as long as it doesn't take four hours to express our... You know what? It's not even really expressing our thoughts in the movies that takes a long time. It's the weird side tangents. Like, if we had entertained every yeah. tangent, like we almost entertained the Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live, this yeah. podcast would have been six hours, easily. Would have been longer. <laughs> Jesus, six we don't, hours. We don't need that. We don't need that. But that's not what we're looking for. Um, yeah, okay. Indubitably. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down now, just so uh, it's on the list. So for the next one, we will be doing, uh, what's it called? What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Okay. And now, to give you a little bit of a, a heads up, I have seen it advertised, and I think I might have seen like a, a third of an episode one time. I believe it's mm-hmm. on FXX or FX itself, one of those networks. Maybe on... The, ser- the series comedy? is, yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of know the style. Uh, I haven't actually sat down to watch the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was typically. I think it was coming out, so it was typically on late at night, and it was like uh, I was either busy watching hockey or or doing something different uh, whenever it was on. Uh, but you know, even at the the little bits that I'd see advertised, I, I thought it looked like a pretty funny show. So hopefully, the movie's the the same way. And uh, with your thumbs up of approval in terms of the style of comedy, I think it should be fun. Should be a good. Yeah, time. I think it'll make a good episode. Yeah. All right, so episode 12, <clears throat> coming to you soon, will be uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, Pat, <clears throat> I think that does it, man. I think I think we can uh, successfully log off here and, and say thank you to everybody, and uh, and we'll, go for, we'll figure it out next week. Yeah, don't forget to check out the podcast on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts we're not on itunes yet or apple music or whatever they call it but i'm working on that and thank you for uh for following us uh on twitch and uh and youtube yeah absolutely so we're, we're available on all those platforms and uh we always appreciate everyone coming out to the live streams as well as checking us out on those different platforms it's always always appreciated so on that note i'm gonna i'm gonna say goodbye to everybody thanks everybody for tuning in And I hope everyone enjoyed the episode and next week should be a blast as well.